Hello there, and welcome to episode 11 of Unknown Regions Podcast. I am your host, Michelle, and with me today, as usual, is your other host, Colin. What's up, everybody? It's good to be back. We are going to talk about a lot of stuff today, so Mm. let's not even mess around. Mm -hmm. Let's get to current events and get through those pretty quickly. Um, so, ooh, Wait, number one. Like, really quickly, one thing. One thing. One thing. I want to apologize for my microphone quality last time. For anyone who was listening, if for some reason, halfway through the audio, or halfway through the recording, all the highs of the recording got glitched. Somehow the recording got glitched, so it kind of cut off a lot of frequencies, but I think we figured it out, so... Yeah, it could happen again, though, so just... I'm at, I'm at the ready. Not. I know how to fix it now. All right, so. hopefully not. We'll put the cursor there. Okay. Okay, so item number one in Star Wars current events. One of these days we're gonna get a recording of a do do do. Whenever you do that, it reminds me of the Mario Super the Star Power Up when you pick it up. Well, I'm old, and so that was like NBC when they would break into regular programming with a news update. Yeah, I know. They would have this. I know what it is. Like, pay attention. Okay. Uh, so anyway, number one, I was invited to be on Don't Burn the Sacred Texts, which is on the Clashing Sabers oh. podcast net- <laughs> network. Um, Brandon and Lindsay Ooh. are so lovely, and they invited me on to talk about the Rise of Skywalker novelization. What about me, though? Read the book, and maybe you would get invited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I bet it was boring without me. That's... <laughs> Yeah, we all took naps for an hour yeah. and a half. Yeah, like, oh, man, wish really, Colin was here. And Yeah, and we all just kept repeating, wish Colin was here. <laughs> we are boring. <laughs> nah, probably not. Um, but yeah, maybe next time, why don't you read, read the, the item, and then you would okay. be invited. All right, good to know. <laughs> anyway, they were very lovely, and they had me on to talk about the novelization, which, of course, I would talk about. 24 hours a day if I was allowed or if anyone would listen. So that should be coming up on Clashing Sabers Network sometime pretty soon. I'm not sure. Actually, I forgot to ask him when he was going to drop that, but I'm sure it's going to be soon. So keep an eye out for that because that was a very interesting conversation considering that I really, really don't like the movie. (laughs) Brandon's kind of in between. If you've listened to the past eight episodes, this should not be a surprise. But Lindsay loves the movie. Oh. So it was interesting to see oh, yeah. from those different perspectives on the film what we thought about the book. That's cool. Yeah. So That's that normally fun. not the case. Normally everyone thinks the same thing and just bashes it or loves it. I know. And I will tease that we were quite surprised at... Hmm, I don't want to, like, ruin it. But we were quite surprised about how our reactions either constantly disagreed or constantly agreed. Anyway, that's confusing. Just is it not, is it not up yet? No, it's not up yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, no spoilers. It'll be coming out soon. Cool. Um, so, again, that's Don't Burn the Sacred Texts on the Clashing <laughs> Sabers Network of Podcasts. Watch out for that. Um, thank you. And, yes, thank you, Brandon. For the rep. <laughs> You're space bros. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a space mom. Space mom. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next thing, very exciting. Is this Finally. a surprise? No. Okay. 
Okay. I told him there was a surprise oh, on this episode, but I, I really, know. I probably oversold it. Probably. It's probably not going to be a big deal. It's probably not. I had to lure you down here some, in some way. <laughs> oh, oh, another important thing. Come on, we have to bring this up. Uh, I started school again, so... That's not a Star Wars current event. I know, I don't know. We went into the current events too fast, okay? There are some things. <sighs> Um, yeah, guys, so I started, I started, that's cool. (laughs) I started school and now I'm in my basement all the time (laughs) rather than 90% of the time. So yeah. Yeah. And you, um, placed out of RL training six. (laughs) Okay. Cause you're, depending on which way you spin it, very talented or a freak. Oh, (laughs) I, okay. I gotta bring this up. I gotta bring this up. So this, I'm not gonna get into very big, very like in-depth specifics. But for this particular placement test, for anybody who doesn't know, oral training is kind of translatable to being ear training, which is like we need to be able to hear a melody and write it down after a certain number of playbacks. We need to hear a rhythm and write it down. We need to harmonically analyze something using just our ears. It's all just using ears or singing. Um, but the placement test is only using the ears. And writing stuff down. Dictation, otherwise known as. Um, there was one melodic dictation that I was doing where there was like this big leap. And I was like, okay, so there's like, and there are like, I don't want to get this wrong because I'm a music major. There are 11 intervals. Oh, no, no, eight if you include the octave. So there's eight intervals and every, there is a Star Wars theme. That starts with every interval. And I can get into that on my episode, which is going to be about the music of Star Wars and the philosophy of Star Wars. It's coming. It's coming. All get right. ready. All right. Enough of that uh, talk, okay. because it's okay. never coming. It's coming. It's coming. So um, so I was like, hmm, okay, so this sounds like Princess Leia's theme. And I got it right because of that, because I was able to identify it. What's so, the interval? Uh, minor sixth. For the first two notes of Princess Leia's Yes. Theme. And that's why you got that one right? Yeah. Isn't... You've been telling me, like, all along when you've been placing out of these exams. I've been using those. You've been using Star Wars intervals the whole time. That's so funny. Okay, maybe not just Star Wars intervals, though. Like, the minor second Mm -hmm. is Jaws. So it's all John Williams. Let me just say that. (laughs) It's all John Williams. It's either that, the tritone. There's a bunch of famous ones for the tritone, like Maria from Mm. West Side Story. Um, Mm. And then Back to the Future. Those are my two (laughs) go-tos. Yes. You should but, teach a class. You should do a YouTube video just on that. You would help yeah, so be, many music majors. That'd be fun. But you should do that. I don't want to help them. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You're so mean. I'm joking, man. Let's not kid around. Like you enjoy being the jerk who's no. like walks around saying how easy music oh, theory no, is. Oh no 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 no. Yes, you do. Felicity's you gonna listen to this. Felicity knows that that's not true. She knows that that's not true. I'm a modest boy. I'm a modest. Yeah, boy. but inside you're like screw them they don't need to know my secrets i know dude <laughs> i am not at all like that tutor of the year that is true you're a tutor don't at year. me bro don't at me <laughs> all right sorry congrats on being back in school <laughs> congrats um, i don't know about that i mean but... it's only been two days but you've been doing totally fine with the online thing so far yeah that's okay but next week is probably going to be tough you like, know why it's like good work f- you know why it's good for you though because you've always been the type who is like 
I could finish all of this material in three weeks if they would just give it to me all mm -hmm. at once. And you have yeah. a couple of classes where that's happening. Mm -hmm. You're literally going to finish it in two yeah. or three weeks. It's going to be so nice. Yeah. It's going to be so nice. And also, um, last thing about school, <laughs> um, I'm enrolled in two classes having to do with sound recording technology, which means that the, the podcast... Ben Burt is also going to be like... Oh, rolling in his grave. He's not dead. I know dead. he's not dead. <laughs> My bad. That was that was rude. Wow. He's not dead. He's not dead. I know he's not dead. But I'm just saying, like you're you're gonna be learning a lot about that kind of stuff. Uh yeah, and yeah, maybe applying that stuff, my knowledge to the podcast. I hope so. I really still want to get that news theme for current events. I tried so hard. I know, but now you're gonna learn new stuff, and maybe you'll be able to do it. Now. I don't think there's anything I can do, but. Um, but I mean, I use knowledge I learned last quarter for the intro and outro with like the music fading out, mm -hmm. fading in. I learned See, how to do that. Eventually it's going to, it's going to work out. Yeah. Sorry Even if that. I have to buy that music off of iTunes or something, I bet I could. It's probably not expensive. Nah, it's probably a dollar. Yeah. Okay. Look forward to that. <laughs> Using John Williams. What's that called? The NBC. No, it's called like the mission, the mission, That's the mission theme. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to current events. Yeah. We yeah. have a lot to talk about. Yeah. The Art of the Rise of Skywalker book was released today, in fact. Woo! And at this very moment, the box is sitting in quarantine in the garage. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with Hux's thing. <laughs> at this very moment. At this very moment. <laughs> in a system far from here. <laughs> Actually, in a garage very close by. Mm. The box is sitting in quarantine. I just haven't had a chance to uh, degerm it yet. I didn't know it was here. It's here. It's just I had to clean off dinner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then that took forever. And then getting, we had technical issues yet again. Yep. Getting this up and running tonight. So mm -hmm. I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. I'm going to. And trust me, it going to be annotated. Oh, yes. I have Very a nice. brand new package <laughs> of post-it notes and a brand new package of erasable gel pens. Nice. And it's going to be annotated to death, just like the novelization was. So look forward to that. You're such a nerd. Also, the um, Rise of Skywalker Blu-ray released today. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. In happier news, oh. Friday will be episode six of the Clone Wars. Yeah. No, episode seven of the Clone Wars. Whoa. Last Friday was episode six called Deal No Deal. We're flying too fast. I know. I'm upset. I know. Me too. Um, so here's what we're doing with that. I'm waiting until the, um, like, quote unquote, Ahsoka's Odyssey is over. That little story arc is over. Is that what you're calling it? Calling it? In my mind, that's what I'm calling uh, it. Since I we... feel like it is her version yeah. of the Odyssey. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked about that, though. Not. No, we haven't. Because okay. that's going to be... When we re when we do the whole arc, okay, we're gonna talk about that, and we're gonna have a special guest star for the for <gasps> that episode, Delaney Whitlick, <laughs> my other offspring. Yeah, will be joining us because um, she is a huge Clone Wars slash Ahsoka stan. Yeah. So, and we're gonna we're gonna fully interview her. It's gonna be very. It's gonna be hilarious. It's either gonna be horrible or really funny. We need to get we need to get like an applause track and a laugh track. 
And I'll be pressing it every time she says something because it's going to be ridiculous every time. Honestly, if you guys bicker, (laughs) it's over. Like, the second the bickering starts, (laughs) I'm pulling the plug on the entire affair. That's fair. And I'm going to have to warn you both um, about that, just so you know. Um, And then, what I feel is the biggest news of the week, Star Wars-wise... Is this a surprise? (laughs) What you call it? About the surprise, it's gonna lead into the surprise. So oh, okay. Can you just relax? Yeah. Um, the biggest Star Wars news of the past week, in my opinion, Star Wars rollout episode two of Ben Solo and the Bug Hunters <laughs> came out. <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So this is going to cross over into a new segment. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Guys, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Called It's Metaphorsical. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. In which we are going to <gasps> highlight a particularly interesting use of metaphor in Star Wars yeah. that either I have found particularly interesting, maybe you have found particularly interesting, I got or that. maybe even someone else has brought something to my attention that made me go, ooh. Okay. That's cool. interesting. But the very, but, uh, so that's the end of current events. Do, 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 do. Oh, okay. And now we're starting. It's metaphorical. I'm on a ride right now. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> you know that song from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when they're in a boat? I have no idea where we're going. Oh, how does that go? There's no knowing where we're going. There's no knowing where we're going. <laughs> I mean, I know where we're going, but yeah, you probably don't. I but don't. But firstly... I have my notes. Yeah. Look in here. As always, I have to take a giant like, amount of notes. Looking like asylum wall scratchings <laughs> with nail blood. Well, my penmanship has never been great. Let's just leave it at <laughs> that. My mom always said when she had to type my term papers, which I hand wrote, because it was the... Wait. It was the Stone Ages. She I, typed that? I couldn't type. Oh, okay. But, and All I right. didn't have a computer. Yeah. But she was working for... And I, you know, we had a typewriter, basically. Oh, and cool. I was pretty, like, spoiled, I guess. So I would write my papers and hand them to her, and she would type them. <sighs> and I would get, like, woken at 3 a.m. with her screaming at me, I can't read this! Ooh, yeah. That's rough. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, by the way, whole month of March, turns out, I had whooping cough. Or I oh. guess I still do. Mm-hmm, still do. Per my doctor, you definitely had whooping cough. Yikes. We just figured that out. Love to see it. So I could still be coughing for two more months, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully yeah, not, but... Not with all these cough drops. Really, you think you're over it and then it starts up again. It's one of those deals. 100, what is it, 100 day it, cough? He called it the 100 day cough, yeah. Okay. For adults, I guess that's kind of what the problem is. Interesting. Anyway, back mm-hmm. to metaphor school. Yeah. Um, so, Rollout. Star Wars Rollout. I've done a little research. hmm The sole creation of a man named Hideo Etoyanagi. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not saying that. I'm sorry if I'm butchering it. Probably, but... I don't speak Japanese, but he is my new guru. I just... <laughs> he needs to be adopted into the story group or some sort of writing circle. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the dude understands Star Wars on a level that I feel like some people who shall remain nameless just don't Mm -hmm. or appear to not. Mm -hmm. And it's just 
awesome. Like all of these, I really want to go back and go over some of the rollout. Yeah. Okay. Storylines. I'm not going to do that today. Okay. We're going to stick with the Ben Solo episodes right. for now. Sure. But um, anyway, there's a couple of articles. It was very, I couldn't find any information on this guy. Like That's anything, weird. anything that he's done in the past mm-hmm. really couldn't find much at all. But I found an article on StarWars.com, which you can easily Google. Um, just Google his name and StarWars.com and it comes right up and roll out. You'll find it. And that came out in, um, let me see. The article? The article on StarWars.com. Oh my gosh. I still can't read my writing either. You have a lot of it writing came, in there. I know. It came out, um, oh my gosh, I can't find it. It was in the fall, I believe. Anyway, but um, another person on Twitter uh, at the handle at Strawberry X Talk. Starberry? Strawberry. Oh. <laughs> at cool. Strawberry X Talk was very, very helpful. And mm-hmm. there apparently was a uh, Wired, you know, the Wired yep. um, website. Uh, Wired Japan posted an interview with him on October 25th of last year. And Strawberry X Talk went ahead and translated that interview. It's cool. Very, very helpful. So thank yeah. you mm-hmm. for doing that. Um, but there was a little bit of background on of where he came from. And he said that he learned animation as a teen. He worked as an assistant director for live action programming. And then as an assistant producer on romance and comedy live action productions. But then started freelancing, doing YouTube ads, and hmm. um, they, I guess Lucasfilm found him through that. I don't uh, know. I it, didn't, it, but... it wasn't super specific. But um, anyway, it said they they tasked him with doing an animated short out, outlining The Force Awakens. And yep. I remember that short from, you know while it was a few years ago okay in which he turned the characters into bb8 like little animated yeah. characters uh, yeah so then is this not a known thing by the way what rollout i mean it's not that well known okay because i find that when everybody started tweeting about specifically like this ben solo arc uh-huh. a lot of people were like where is this from where is this from and it's, I mean, it's not, it's not on Disney Plus, so you wouldn't just happen upon it there. Mm. Excuse me, you'd have to be on, it's on the Star Wars Disney Kids channel right. on YouTube. Okay, so it's not too acclaimed. Then. No, so I guess if you don't have little kids, maybe you don't even know that exists. I don't know. Whack. But anyway, um, he made that little TFA short, and he said that since BB-8 was an icon of the sequel trilogy... He thought it was a fun, simple idea that would translate, especially like little, little, little kids. Okay. Yeah, of course. So then... No voices, just like grunts and stuff. Yeah. Actually, um, hang, put a pin in that thought. Oh, But okay. then um, he said Kathleen Kennedy came to Japan for the TLJ premiere uh-huh. and was just like, hey, we really loved that. Can you do an entire <laughs> web series of stories and 
he said he was very surprised. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, by that offer, but um, obviously went ahead and did it. And um, he said he considered 3D animation, but wanted to do Ooh. something that others weren't doing, like most people are doing 3D an animation now. So right. he went with this illustration-like, almost video gamey. It is very video gamey. Um, like older vi type of video games feel. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this kind of what I'm... Oh yeah, he did say that the characters don't speak because he would have felt compelled to monitor the translation into all the different languages so by making them just basic yeah. noises it's cool he didn't have to worry about that mm -hmm. and also it just made for it that much easier for little kids to it makes it more universal in that way yeah it's little cool. kids um even the youngest kids to understand so here's what i'm interested in because i've been wondering how much of this, like, how much contact did he have with Lucasfilm about these things? You don't know? So, well, I do, I kind of do. Oh, okay. Um, so he said, I'm just going to read straight from the translation. All right. Starting from the outline, character designs, scenarios, and the storyboards, each one required a check where they would give me feedback. There were checks to make sure it matched up with the original story, but it didn't feel like very many. I remember them saying something like, Maybe these aren't things that would happen in the context of this world, or these are happening in a galaxy different from the one on Earth, so focus on that. But the character checks were quite thorough. Things like, Ray wouldn't do this, or that, etc., they told me. Cool. Ray's a fighter, so if bad guys were attacking, she wouldn't hesitate to stand up to them. So from there, I changed her reactions, like changed them into ones where she would resist or fight. Mm -hmm. So to me, depth. that sounds like... They worked very much in concert together, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it does. That's really interesting. Um, I didn't know that. So at the time, uh, the interviewer asked him, what are your favorite star what's your favorite Star Wars film? And he did answer this, the sequel trilogy, and at the time, that was episodes seven and eight, um, are his favorite films, and he's very attached to them, and the characters, his favorite character of all time are the Ewoks, and his favorite oh. rollout character is Chewie. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. So, he's a furry, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, going to call it right now. <laughs> Felicity's favorite are Ewoks, too. That's true. Yeah. Um, so the StarWars.com article, um, <clears throat> excuse me again, that was an interview with James Waugh, who was at the time, I, maybe still is, I'm not really sure, I didn't research that, Lucasfilm's VP of Franchise and Content franchising content and strategy mm -hmm. and he said the goal of rollout was how far can we stretch the franchise to a new expression while still keeping totally rooted recognizable and authentic and i feel like that word authentic is important uh, why just authentic st star wars storytelling because that's why i connect with it it's it feels metaphorical Star Warsy, yeah, it feels very <laughs> metaphorical to me. Um, <clears throat> and Hideo actually, in that interview, said that the Lucasfilm Story Group worked closely um, with him, offering guidance and acting as a sounding board. They responded to my ideas and work with all kinds of feedback and advice. New ideas sprouted from such exchanges. So to me, again, this feels like there was a synergy there. Mm -hmm. And so 
<laughs> this is just a little funny thing, but someone had asked Matt Martin of the Story Group on Twitter, are we supposed to consider rollout as canon? Uh-huh. And his one-word response, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. That made me laugh. I just thought it was kind of funny. Like, that's okay. Good. That's good. Anyway, so to me... Mysterious. I'm calling it canon, because mm-hmm. I'm just going to do that. I mean, like, wh- how could you prove that that's not canon? <laughs> how could you prove that that is canon? It just kind of is... I mean, I guess if it wasn't, he would have been like, well, you know, let's just pretend like it's like the Lego video games, you know, some... Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. But he I mean, didn't say that. He but said, Kathy sure. Kennedy was, like, hiring him to do stuff for them. So does that mean it has to be canon at this point? I... I mean... Mysterious. Like I said, until someone tells me differently, mm-hmm. I'm saying it's canon. Okay. These things happened. Yeah, Okay. They did happen. <clears throat> in this story, they happen. So let's get to Ben Solo and the Bug Hunters, Ooh. episode two. Snaps. So basically, we we kind of went over episode one, I think, the last, our last episode, which was episode 10. This is getting confusing. Um, <laughs> too many episode names and numbers. But um, in episode two, he is, little Ben Solo is uh, kind of tied up in the, <laughs> in the Falcon because Han and Chewie have gone... To find these mystical butterflies that somehow are going to make them some cash. We see you, Hideo. That's dark. Oh man, it's I'm dark. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chained to the ship. Dark. I mean, <laughs> again, baby leashes are a thing. So uh, yeah, I knew that too well. I've had to rely on them myself <laughs> on yeah. just one occasion, but yeah. it was important. Yeah. Okay, so he sets himself loose, though, by throwing his little, I think they're balls. I think it's toys, or maybe it's pieces of fruit. I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, he, like, bounces these, he can reach the balls, and he throws them all over, and it um, makes cracks in, like, the exhaust pipes and stuff, and so mm-hmm. all this steam or whatever starts leaking out, yep. and the falcon starts to vibrate, like, enough that he... <laughs> Jiggles himself free. Oh. That part of the episode, I was like... Sketch. Why didn't he just use the force, yo? <laughs> it's true. But um, that's not, like, the meat of the episode. Yeah. It's kind of neither here nor there. So anyway, um, Han and Chewie are trapped in this net with the butterflies and some sort of, like, nectar that attracts the butterflies, it's mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. So they're trapped, and there are pirates... There are pirates. And they're wearing, like, insect-like True. masks. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. And yep. their little speeders are, like, cetacean-looking, like, crab-like, crustacean-y, oh, yeah. like, almost bug... Again, bug-like. Yeah, yeah right. This is mm, a lot of bug stuff going like, true, on in this arc. True parasite going on there so anyway they're there to collect the butterflies also the pirates yes okay so ben finds where the pirates have trapped a lot of these butterflies in cages which are not only hexagonally shaped but have a web a spider web like appearance indeed like the the outer part of the cage 
Mm-hmm. The face of the kid. Yeah. So, well, I guess I'll just go over what happens and then we'll talk about the metaphors. Yeah. Um, so the butterflies are also like shedding this blue glowy, it's like pixie dust almost. Mm. Like they're flapping around yeah. and this dust is falling and they're collecting, the pirates are collecting the dust as well. Right. Which leads me to believe they don't really want the butterflies, they want the dust. Hmm. So I'm not sure yet. We don't know that. Not I don't know that for sure, but it, why would they care about collecting the dust? I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, so they're shedding this dust, um, and Ben notices the dust in the in the buckets, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, and he gets real close up to it, and it like the reflection of the blue is in his eyes, and mm-hmm. he's like, ooh, ah, you know, making his little noises. <laughs> yes. But anyway, um, he just, without seemingly a thought in the world just starts releasing the butterflies yeah because it's just like they're trapped i gotta save them yeah sure. so he starts letting the butterflies out and they start flapping around him and covering him with this blue glowy yeah pixie dust stuff yeah um, but fun. then the pirates catch him doing that and they get really mad Ooh. and they start chasing him and as they're chasing him through their lair or whatever it is he just starts letting all the butterflies go yeah and then um, they're all, they I forget how they get the door open to this big lair, but they just start f- flapping around underneath him, and they <laughs> literally carry him out of the lair it, into the air. Yep. It is the cutest, stinking <laughs> gif I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yes. She made it her profile picture. It's so cute. It's funny looking. Highly metaphorical, as we'll get to later. Oh, yeah. Let's go. So they carry him through the air the air, to where there are more cages, and lo and behold, Han and Chewie are also trapped in cages along with a bunch more butterflies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good storytelling. <sighs> yeah. What a story. So he <laughs> proceeds to rescue Han and Chewie, lets them out of their cages that mm-hmm. look like hexagonal spider webs mm-hmm. also, and then um, they steal a speeder. Right, yes. Now I remember this. And um, Han and Chewie are like, the pirates are chasing them. They're shooting at the pirates. The pirates are shooting back. And Ben starts piloting this little speeder. (laughs) And he does a, like, deep dive. Yeah. Yeah. And... I called this one. You did. I did. He does this very steep dive, and he's laughing, and he's like, yee-haw, or something, or woo-hoo. I don't know. He's yipping, and (laughs) he's having a great old time. Yipping and hawing. As this speeder is going into this very steep dive downward. And Han and Chewie are like, yo. Yeah, and Han and Chewie are freaking out. (laughs) And that's how the episode ends. Yeah. So, to be continued. Okay, here we go. So, here we go. (laughs) 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 That's just current. (laughs) We need to have some sort of Bendu announcement. From it's metaphorical. Oh, <laughs> we need to get him to voice act the words. Yeah. It's metaphorical. Yes, I do. I do need to bend do saying that. Oh, jeez. To introduce this segment. That'll never happen. Anyway. Anyway, I think we talked about the last time how these butterflies are, in my opinion, clearly representing the light side of the force. Hmm. Okay. And they're trapped in cages that just so happen to look like spider webs mm, okay and i tweeted out a thing like immediately <laughs> i'm like okay it's palps oh palps has trapped his 
or is going to or is in the process of trapping Ben's light side um, because you know the spider the spider window on the Death Star two in the throne yeah, room yeah, yeah, looks know, like yeah. a big spider web. He right. literally the shot of him sitting there and on his throne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the spider. Yep, in the spider web. True. Trying to trap everybody. Ain't that cool? It's so cool. And then there's a there's a spider web in episode five too. Luke is sent through it. Oh, that is true. Mm-hmm. Ish. It's not as web-looking as that it's one. It's not as web Maybe I'm looking into it, but... I mean, no. It could totally be that. But it anyway. just made me immediately think of the window of the Death Star 2 okay. throne yeah. room. Yeah, sure. Because Palps is the spider. Yeah. And he's always trapping everybody in his web. Mm-hmm. So, And these blue glow... Like, they literally glow... They're not just blue. They glow blue. Yeah, they glow blue. <laughs> like a force ghost. <laughs> glows yeah. blue. That's true. So anyway, Interesting. and I think in this arc, we have, there's just a lot of insect imagery. There's butterflies, there's those black bugs that fall out of the tree in the first episode. True. These pirates are wearing bug-like masks. Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, it's always like, what's the point of view of the force? <laughs> of course. To me, this is a metaphor for the light side of the force being the blue glowing butterflies and the dark side of the force being these pirates who are seemingly not so nice. Abusing the butterflies. But they're all they're all bugs. It's all one thing. Oh. But there is a um it's uh, a binary system of I see. scary bugs. Mm-hmm. And not so scary bugs. I, I feel you, dog. I feel you. You feel this? Yeah, I feel that. I didn't catch that, but I feel that. That's definitely something. Because there's bugs in the first one, there's bugs in the second one. Well, it's called and the Bug Hunters. It's like a Is that what the is that what the series is actually called? Ben Solo and the Bug Hunters. Okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm picking up that vibe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. I'm Not glad crazy. I'm glad you don't lots of times I get your nuts. <laughs> Why are you getting okay. into this so much, yo? I refuse. Here's the thing. Hexagons. Right? Hexagons are something. I know. Do, There's okay. so many hexagons. In Star Wars, though, in this series, though, there is no need. Because, I mean, every character is made of two circles. Every character. You know? Just, like, rolling on top of each other. As BB-8, you know? That mm-hmm. two-dimensional BB-8 look. All the characters do look like that. And everything is super smooth. All the all the land and the backgrounds are like super soft looking and like bubbly and smooth. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the light color palette and bright color palette and all that. Why would he use hexagonal cages? <laughs> like to me, that just seems deliberate. You could have made him square. You could have made him square. You know. I mean, maybe it was just a function of wanting them to look like spider webs too. It would be hard to make a square thing look like a spider web. It would be easy to make a round thing. Yeah, but, but as a cage, a round thing as a cage. I maybe guess it, it would make sense. I don't. Yeah, but well, I'm not even. I'm not poo pooing you though because I feel like hex hexagons and are a thing. Does that thing that's the rise of Skywalker that you said is called the hexagonal whatever the hexagonal blood hexagonal. net or something? Yeah, like, that. like what is up? What is up? And I don't know. you know. I, I forget when I started looking up this stuff about hexagons, but... Yeah, here we go. <laughs> it's the strongest shape. Why is that? Well, I don't know, because I don't know. Oh. I don't do math, and I certainly don't do geometry. 
And I certainly am not an engineer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. But triangles are definitely a thing. Yeah. In Star Wars. Circles are a thing. So why wouldn't hexagons be a thing? I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of hexagons that relate to the Mandalorian culture. They True. happen a lot yeah. in the Mandalorian culture. Yeah. So that would translate to, well, yeah, it's a, it's a culture of warriors. Mm-hmm. Hexagons strong. as a strong shape would make sense. Mm-hmm. But you. in this case... If those cages are representing palps, you know, lording over Ben and every, you know, all the Skywalkers, basically. Yeah. It would make sense why they would be hexagonally shaped. True. Yes. It's also got six sides. Uh-huh. Just the evil number. Oh, that is? Oh, yeah. I don't know. It is. Just if we're going to go biblical. <laughs> going mean... biblical on my ass right now. <laughs> oh, no. What's that from? I don't know. That's from something. Dang it. I don't remember. But anyway, so you're talking about the cages. Okay. So I'm, well, I had left off with saying that I think this whole idea sex, Mm. bad bugs and good bugs, Mm -hmm. it's just dark side, light side, Mm -hmm. you know, the balance, the balance. It's back, baby. The binariness of the whole thing. Yep. Okay. But then really on the ball people. Namingly at Marion Maid on Twitter. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. I love. I love her. She's very smart. Are y'all friends? We're Twitter friends. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. She blew my mind. Twins. She blew my mind. <laughs> she posted pictures of from um, the Vader comic, the Charles. Oh, Soul here, yeah. Vader comic. Okay. That has freaking blue glowy butterflies flying around Vader when he's meditating. Mm. We got him. <laughs> and she linked that to Padme. Dang. That the, that was Padme's presence you know trying to get to be around Vader. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or Anakin, I should say. Mm-hmm. Trying yeah, to reach Anakin. True. Um but she also was saying that, you know, in specific, blue butterflies represent and symbolize rebirth and transformation. <laughs> so if we're going to apply that to Ben Solo, mm-hmm. that may or may not be implying something. <laughs> I mean, hey. But let me just say Yeesh. this. The day that this episode of Rollout dropped, instant- I'm, I swear it was within an hour. Mm-hmm. Every single Raylo and Ben Stolo oh, stand had changed their, um, not their Twitter Twitter handle, but what's that other thing called? Screen name? Mm-hmm. To include a blue butterfly. <laughs> the emoji. And I was like, yes. and just like that, the blue butterfly becomes the emoji for Ben Solo. Like, it was, yep. it, it was like the that's cool collective brain. And that's also creative, you know? I like that. I mean, it makes sense. Like, we hope that someday, you know, he's been transformed into something that he'll come back someday, you know? Well, I also want to say that, like, all that we've seen of Kylo Ren is with him under the flag of the First Order. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, his symbol all this time was the First Order because Mm -hmm. he was part of them. So, this is probably reaching, but to see him have, like, a new symbol is interesting. It was just a very, like, I saw so many people saying, today has been 
so refreshing. Oh yeah, because it was such a hope, it was such a hopeful thing to think about, like whether or not um, Hideo put that in there on purpose. Who knows? <laughs> he hit a mark. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. But to us, it was just a very hopeful, refreshing, Star Warsy, again like metaphorical. That yeah, which a lot of us just felt. None of that got taken into consideration during episode nine, so it just felt really good to see some new content, not only Ben Solo new content, mm-hmm. but to have it be light and lovely. Yeah, yeah. And hopeful. Mm-hmm. And just freaking cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. You know, I actually, when you look at it from this frame of reference, like this series and these episodes, it kind of reminds me of how I analyzed um, in school. Sorry, I keep bringing back school, but. I can relate this stuff pretty quickly. Um, when we watched Howl's Moving Castle, and mm-hmm. we had to watch that. On the surface level, it's a weird movie. It's just weird. Y- you might think it's super weird. But then, like, once you step back and you admire, like, how beautiful it is, the narrative, that and en- that allows you to enter this mindset of everything in here means something beyond what it shows. You know what I mean? And it's anime. And it's anime. So, is that considered anime? Am I using that term? I don't wrongly? think it is. Okay. I don't think it is because it's made by. I, I keep it's forgetting. It's a Japanese it's filmmaker. Though. It's from the same people who made Spirited Away, and yeah. I don't think Spirited Away. Well, I, I think Spirited Away is considered anime, though. I don't want. I don't want. It's, it's Japanese. It's a Japanese filmmaker. It's inspired by Japanese art, animation. And I'm never yes. gonna remember his name off the top of my head. Um, uh, Miyazaki. Yes, that's it. Miyazaki. Good job. Miyazaki. Yeah. So he clearly kind of. If if this is what Hideo. I forget his last name. If, if this is how he's thinking, I can see, like, I get that vibe. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, warmth. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. Well, like, this is storytelling. This is storytelling, but bright storytelling at its finest. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. So I googled butterflies, Japanese symbolism. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. specifically, Japanese culture. Yeah, yeah. Butterflies carry the souls of the dead or represent the souls of the dead that's so pretty man they're blue <laughs> they're glowy they look like force ghosts send it <laughs> who are dead force ghosts mm-hmm. i mean it's the light and they're side carrying him it's the light side Up and they're to... carrying him yeah oh it's that's so cool. good and where are they carrying him to his family true Deep. And he sets them free. Dang, that's cool. And they are reunited. Did you get this all yourself? Did you did you conceptualize this yourself? That well, I had to look up what Japanese symbolism was, but I guess. <laughs> but when I had already tweeted, like immediately, I tweeted out like, "This is the light side that reawakened and got set free inside mm-hmm. Ben Solo, and it spiritually reunited him with his family." Okay, but here's my question, though. It happened when he was a child. So who's to say that that means something well, now? It's because it's metaphorical, Colin. That's the whole point. Right, but I'm having a hard time understanding it. I guess I'm just not... I mean, pardon me, but it's a child, It's very childlike, and it's very hard for me personally to look at it like from how you look at it. So it is? how does that apply to like now? Because, because, okay, clearly that applied to him when he was not evil. No, it's just reiterating that in the end, Palps did his best to trap his light side 
Oh, but okay. in the end, okay. it's set free. I keep forgetting you You said that the cage represents Palps. To me, the cage that. represents Palps trapping his light side. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. For all those years. I'm on your side now. <laughs> I understand. Okay. Sorry, And then I it's set that. free, and it literally, you know, in the cartoon, it literally carries him to yeah. be reunited with his family. It's cool. But that's what happens in the, mo- in the movie as well. But, you know, his Icar- light side is reawakened. He sees his dad. He feels his mom. Mm-hmm. But you know, Icarus flew too close to the sun. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. Okay. Oh no. So I I wrote this down especially uh, for you. Oh, cool. The Greeks. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Um. Apparently, butterfly is is psyche the word for butterfly in Greek? <gasps> it sounded like that's what Are this article said. No. What? <laughs> I might be wrong. Disclaimer. I'm, my mind's blowing. Disclaimer, I might be wrong. Okay. But it sounded like to me from this article that I was reading that butterflies were given their the name Psyche like by CK. Aristotle. <gasps> <laughs> oh. I hope this is not a lie. You're going to be really mad. We got to cut lie. the recording. We got to cut the recording. Philosophy episode right now. No, I'm just kidding. And oh, dang. Which me and the word soul. Psyche means mind or soul. Yeah, mind or soul. So again... Dang! They're force ghosts. I didn't know butterflies had such a heavy connotation with a lot. And specifically, even blue butterflies. Yeah. So, wait, but this isn't blue butterfly, the Greek thing. It's just butterflies. Just butterfly, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Fascinating. But but I guess in in some cultures, blue butterflies specifically mean a transformation, um, a rebirth. Of course, yeah. The color blue. Stuff like that. The blue color is just ridiculously and then again with there's a connection to the vader comic whether and i that's like that blew my mind yeah that's crazy who what called the, that what are the chances that that's by accident i, I don't think it i don't there's no way <laughs> there's no way dude. again going back to the both of these article interviews he was in close con- contact with with lucasfilm yeah. and the story group mm-hmm or, and he could just be a good artist, man. Like, or he could just be a good artist. Like, it doesn't need to be in league with a story group. He's probably pretty good. Or, you know? and also, um, whoever put the blue butterflies in the in the Vader comic mm-hmm. were, was also relying on the, um, was also relying on the symbolism of a blue glowy butterfly representing the light side. Yeah. Um, but again, that, um, at, Marion made was drawing a connection between the blue butterfly in the comic and Padme and what that means <clears throat> excuse me and tying it to Ben Solo because we all desperately really want to see Padme in any way shape or form represented in any storytelling yeah. <laughs> we want it now any of the ST anything please yeah. we're begging mm-hmm. so I thought that was a, whether or not it was meant to do that or not in my mind it does because oh you mean that makes me happy the butterflies in your mind represented padme they the might short? oh that but you want to see it that way i would love to see it that way okay cool <laughs> yeah but i think for definite certain they're representing the light side of the force yeah there's no way dude i mean it's also like i i think we talked about this last time this is not it's very common for children animation tv shows to be ridden with like underlying thematic material that like grown-ups can understand oh yeah and even in one of those articles i think i made a note of that 
Yeah, it's just... Where they said they wanted this... They wanted these stories to be fun, you know, for kids and everything, but they also wanted them to have a underlying theme or lesson. Bars. And, (laughs) I mean, that's exactly what they do. They're great. They're great. That's cool, yeah. So... I approve. And not just this arc, but some of the other ones... That blob monster. Oh, my gosh. I vaguely remember that, but... There's a... I think it's... What was it called? I can't remember now. That's why we need to do, like, a whole segment on rollouts. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And look at... The the two that, to me, were the most metaphorical are the one with the green blob monster. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's totes been solo. Mm -hmm. And then the Ray episode with the... I think it's called Ray and the Hidden Treasure... Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Ooh. <laughs> okay, when you get a chance, just watch the three of those episodes, and you tell me what you think. <laughs> okay, I'll look at it from the mom lens. metaphorical about those episodes. Okay. Because it's hella. Bangs. Hella, hella something going on there. Does it bang? Say it, say it bangs. I don't know that it's bangs. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole time I was watching those in particular, I was like, what? <laughs> this dude woke. Is anyone else like seeing what I'm seeing here? That's cool. Yeah, I always have that feeling when I'm watching Rollout. Is anyone else seeing what I'm seeing? Because <laughs> no, you're just crazy, bro. To me, it's stupid obvious what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and then the very last thing that you brought up. Oh, yeah, here we go. This is not necessarily a metaphor, but it's a parallel. Yep. Um. When Ben Solo is piloting the ship and he's laughing and he's going to this super steep dive in the, you know, piloting the little speeder mm-hmm. and laughing and Chewie and Han are like, ah. yeah, it's a hundred percent Anakin and Obi Wan <laughs> in the speeder. Yeah. Episode two. Episode two. The chase. The car the chase. chase in the, the car yeah. chase or whatever it is. Yeah. Called it. So lads, see, I'm not dumb. I can see it. I can see it. So good. It's really good. Calling upon the three. The three children. So good. <laughs> um, like, get this guy in house. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's doing right now, but get him under contract immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in-house. that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. He would probably be excited for that. Because, dang. He seems like a cool guy. He's just a, such a good Star Wars storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? Dang it. I lost my, uh, I lost my thought. I had a good one, man. Good oh, it'll come back to you. Yeah, maybe. You know what? Did I even say what we're actually going to be talking about this episode? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I did. I think I was like, "Let's go. We got a lot to do." <laughs> Shit, we do have a lot to do. Whoopsie. Okay, so we just had our first. It's metaphorical segment. Are we doing this like every time? That is complete. No, not every time. <laughs> okay. Just maybe when it's a slow week. I would hope not because that was when, a lot. <laughs> when it's a slow week, we're gonna like pick out something from Star Wars that we can analyze on a metaphorical... I almost said metaphorical. I'm gonna start oh, accidentally God. saying that instead. I'm gonna start doing that in my papers. <laughs> it's not metaphorical. Good. Yeah, it's not good. Um, we're just gonna pick out things that we've liked or new things that Maybe there's something that came up again in, like, a comic or something like Uh that. Oh, speaking of. So, speaking of, this episode, part one was the uh, metaphorical and current events. Part two, we are talking pretty extensively about the rise of Kylo Ren 
comic book series. Woo! Written by Charles Sewell. Sewell? 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 Sewell, okay. S-O-U-L-E. Same guy that wrote the Vader comic we were just talking about. Uh Uh-huh. Amazing Star Wars writer. (laughs) Okay. He's one of those people on a short list. I will read whatever he writes. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he gets it. And Ray Carson. Ray Carson is also on the list. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Charles Sewell is on that list. And um, the art was done by Will. I don't want to say his name wrong, but I'm not sure if it's Slinny or Sliny. Mm-hmm. But the art, I've never... Bangs. Oh, my God. So good. So good. It's the best animation I've seen of his face. Exactly. Like, ever. Ever. Like, as a... As a Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, Adam Driver, Addict, I call myself. <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> Haven't really been too jazzed about the comic representations of his face. Mm-hmm. And I get it. He has an inter- an unusual face. It's probably hard to render. Mm-hmm. But Will Sliney absolutely nails it. What's great, I mean, he just has a lot of different angles. He looks different in a lot of different angles, and I think this rendition of his face manages all those angles really well that's that's why i think it looks really good but that's just me and colin just read these for the first time last week i did yeah you had the advantage of reading all four in one sitting yep which i think it does play better that way i would say Uh... having read them week or month to month or whatever it was i think i would have preferred to do that oh I did not enjoy that. I mean, obviously you wouldn't enjoy waiting, but reading them kind of back to, like, back to back, it feels kind of rushed. Like, it feels like so many things happen in, like, 20 minutes. It's kind of, I, I wish I had the time to, like, reflect on everything. It is not a slow-moving comic story. No. At all. It's literally not. Every new page is something else. It clips. Happening. Yeah. Eclipse, there's a lot of flashbacks. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. There are a lot of flashbacks. That one, there is... In one, of, I think it's the last one. There's, it's like a, it's a page and a page, and it's oh. a whole. Oh. Dude, I couldn't even read it. Broke my heart. <laughs> Broke my heart. Oh yeah, oh yeah, truly. But like the four corners being four different people, and there's like electricity all throughout the pages. I was Beautiful like, though. I, oh God, yeah, dude. Like I have not seen. I'm. Okay, to be fair, I'm not a huge comic aficionado, but I've never seen animation done like that in a comic book. That was crazy. That was, was hard really, to read. Really, it was, but it, oh, so beautiful. It at. is. It is so good. Don't get me wrong. It looks great. Like, amazing. It was just, I was so shook by it. I was like, there's like so much happening here. Oh my gosh. How do I read this? I read it actually three different ways. Three different ways. Those two pages, yeah. I went like clockwise, counterclockwise, oh. and diagonal. It was interesting. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would just say that the month in between was too much. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what they could have done differently. Probably nothing. But for me, the month in between was a little too much. And so here's the thing with with this comic. I happen to have been at the Comic-Con panel when they announced it. And it was the very last minute of the panel. We knew they had some kind of big announcement. And this was it. Mm. The announcement of this comic. I could not have been more excited. Of course. My friend videotaped me freaking out because I was so happy. Wait, where where did you find this out? Sorry. Comic-Con. Oh. The publishing, Star Wars publishing had a panel and I went to it. 
That's cool. And this was a surprise announcement Dang. at the end of the panel. That must have been crazy. People must have freaked. I mean, I everyone was very excited. I was probably overly excited. <laughs> <laughs> probably. A little overly excited. That's okay. Um, He's but, me. But it was very cool because I got to say hi to Charles Sewell. I got to give him oh, a... Oh, sick. <gasps> a button. <laughs> I gave him a Save Ben Solo button. Oh. Which in retrospect was kind of like, oh. <laughs> he was probably like, uh-oh. Oh, man. <laughs> Chief. He's probably like, oh, no. <laughs> but I couldn't have been more excited for this announcement until I saw the film. Mm-hmm. And then I felt a sense of betrayal. Ooh. Because initially when they announced this... Um, comic i think charles soul was the one that called it from ben to ren oh that's what he, oh cool that was his little that's what this comic is it's from ben to ren and that's what our episode's called right um i think this episode is going to be called from baby ben oh to ren <laughs> okay because we talked about baby or ben. from baby ben to baby ren <laughs> okay <laughs> anyway uh in my mind and still, I don't... It baffles me. But in my mind, I just knew what this comic was going to be. I knew it was going to be... I say it all the time, sometimes jokingly, but sometimes not. Ben Solo did nothing wrong. <laughs> okay. And that is exactly... Got your wish. <laughs> it's exactly what this comic is. Yeah, it is. It's literally sure. telling you everything you thought you knew yeah. was wrong. Yeah. It is. He did nothing wrong. Yeah. And that's what it is. So in my mind... Dubs for mom. If they're going to do that, they're not going to kill him. Because that's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Why would you show us a misunderstood, manipulated, in another comic series, actual physical abuse, Mm -hmm. and then kill him? Not possible. Why would they do that? I mean... So can I say something? Sure. So I don't think I've brought this up because we've talked about similar conversations. We've had similar conversations like this where it's like, why would you tell us that he was okay, but then kill him? And that's wrong and sad. Right. Mm-hmm. I think, okay, this is just me being like an artsy fartsy type of person, <laughs> but, um, you know, we spent a lot of time. I've spent a lot of time like looking at operas and narratives of operas and kind of in like the early 20th century late 18th century and mid 20th century to be honest so about 50 75 years of opera were all on stories that were like that like you know he he or she did nothing wrong but they're still gonna kill him sure and that's so that's what i'm saying like i guess but that's a tragedy it is a tragedy it's not is it not supposed to be a tragedy that's well Okay, when you're billing your space opera. <laughs> oh, yeah. Coincidentally, space opera. I didn't even think of that. Under a giant flashing neon sign that says hope. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I feel family. You. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. No. Nah, this is not Oedipus. <laughs> yeah. That's what You I know, mean. this yeah. is not Romeo and Juliet. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think of those examples, but yeah. That's yeah. that's my problem with that. Mm-hmm. And the first six films, you know, 
we saw that already. Mm-hmm. We saw the innocent turn into a villain. That's true. We did see that. And die for his redemption. Mm-hmm. Why are we showing that again? Like, why? Right. This is the end. If they're billing this as the end of the saga, mm-hmm. and Ben Solo is the Skywalker of this trilogy, it's just gross. Like, stop it. It's not okay. <laughs> okay. It's not okay. You know okay. how I feel. I do. I, w- I just thought of that different perspective, and I don't know. I, no, I just, it's, I agree like with you. it's been you. dumb before, I guess. It is, it is, there are, there, yes, tragedy is a thing. Yeah, I guess it is. Sorry, I'm, I'm dumb. Maybe I'll You're not up. dumb. <laughs> You're not dumb at all. It is a thing. Yeah. But, you know, they're not, Shakespeare was not trying to sell us on the fact that this is a hopeful story. I understand. And then kill everybody. Yeah. Yeah, biggest fake out. There is no synergy there in, yeah, in this story of the sequel trilogy. There, it just doesn't jive. But anyway, my point was that when I heard that this was going to be a comic series, it really made me think, how are they going to... They can't kill him. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But, but then... <laughs> after seeing the movie, I was pissed. I yeah. was like... I no longer want to read this comic book mm-hmm. because I know what it's going to be. And that's icky. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to feel any worse than I already feel for him. Mm-hmm. And it just was making me feel so sad. Like, right. so, so sad. Yet I also was dying to read it because <laughs> any Ben Solo content whatsoever. <laughs> An addiction. I have to read or, yeah. or I have to watch. It just. I have to. He's like... And the comic's cool, man. <laughs> and it's a beautifully... Like I said, this is n- this is nothing against Charles Sewell yeah. or Will Sliney or anyone involved no, with this comic book. It is top-notch, so well-written, so well-drawn. Can we get some snaps? Come on. Snaps. Total snaps. <laughs> this is, you know, if anything, a commentary and, and on Lucasfilm. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why, is this, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. And then it dawned on me one day... This comic book series is not for me. It's not for Ben Solo stands. It's not for Raylos. It's for all the Star Wars fans for the last four years that have been screaming and yelling and saying Kylo Ren is irredeemable. He killed his father. He's such jerk. He's a villain. Mm-hmm. He's this. He's that. He's murdered all these people. That's who this comic book is for. Okay. It's to show them, hey. You misunderstood him just like everybody in his life did. Mm-hmm. And here's the real story. Dang. And Mega. that made me even madder. Oh. Because. <laughs> really? Yes. Wait, it made you mad that they were disproved? It didn't make me mad that they were disproved. It made me mad that this comic book series that I thought was for me. Oh, okay. Was not of course. for me. Of course. Okay. Dang, you looked into this. <laughs> it was really punishment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for always loving that character and seeing through the cracks and understanding actually what probably happened. And now we've been told that is what happened. That right. he was manipulated, misunderstood, on and on. Mm-hmm. So that, it Dang. was just like, okay, so just like the movie, this comic book is catering to those people that never understood Kylo Ren or Ben Solo. And we're just left to actually be in f- psychological 
pain now because <laughs> we've understood him all along. And now they're just twisting the knife and pouring salt in the wound and saying, well, yay for you. You were right. But now you're actually going to see him go through this trauma. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> A four month long journey just to own, to get pwned. But again, very, very mixed emotions. I loved it. The storytelling was wonderful. Oh, yeah. I should probably say when I read it, I didn't think of any of that. <laughs> well, I know. I, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I give my two cents. I enjoyed it. I, I disliked nothing about the comics. It's cool. It's really I'm well lucky. done. I'm lucky, I guess. And now you need to read his Vader series because it is also yeah. so, so good. I'm going to get into the Vader lore. Oh, there's so much of that that you've not gotten into yet. Yeah. Okay. So issue one of The Rise of Kylo Ren starts, it says long ago. I don't feel like it could be that long ago, though. <laughs> yeah. The, well, 30 years ago. <laughs> the master of the Knights of Ren is the same guy that is the master of the Knights of Ren, like, much later. But we don't know. But we don't know. Well, hey, hey. Palpatine had the ability to not show age using the dark side, right? No, he looked pretty old to me. No, no, but when he was Chancellor. He looked old. Well, yeah, what but then he, then he got electrocuted. Was... Then he electrocuted himself, <laughs> and then he looked disgusting. You know what I mean? Like, wasn't he, like, okay. holding back age with the I don't force? know. I don't know. I it thought just, that was a thing. It starts out long ago. Okay, <laughs> fine, whatever. That's we gotta go. We don't know how long ago. But what I found the most interesting in this section, I don't know if you recall, but that's when he just, he calls basically the dark side of the force, the shadow. Sick. It's cool, man. (laughs) Somebody's been reading some, the master of the Knights of obviously has the full volume of young Carl Jung works. Oh, Oh, yeah. He's a big fan of Carl Jung. Heck yes, dude. It's just that, I mean, immediately I was like, we're not even messing around. We're just going straight for psychology. <laughs> right into a baby. And cool. metaphor of psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so here's a big, long quote from the master of the Knights of Ren, who is in the process of checking out a couple of possible new recruits uh-huh. to join the Knights. I know this quote you're going to read. You don't follow me. You follow this, the Ren. And he holds up his red lightsaber. The Ren doesn't stop to worry about what it's burning, or the right or wrong of it, or the goals it might achieve. The Ren just is. It lives and it consumes, and it doesn't apologize. It is its nature and nothing else. It's the dark side. That's an interesting quote, because it's like a quote of nothing. (laughs) He's just like, it just is. It is and it is. (laughs) Well, it's a statement on the... The dark side of the force. I know what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm it's saying. not out to do evil things. It just... It's like a black hole? Is. It's a black hole? It's a black hole. It devours death. and is nature. It's hunger. It's all of the things that we experience in life mm-hmm. that are just... That's part of nature. Might you say the human condition? The human condition. Mm. Yes, I would say that. Mm. Anyway, so he explains that to join the Knights of Ren, you have to have had, or you, not have a good death, but <laughs> killed someone. You need to die. <laughs> you need to have killed another person in a good death. Right. 
Which is interesting as well. And the other requirement, you have to have the ability to touch the shadow to join the Knights of Ren. So you have to have, I guess, some sort of force sensitivity. He's force sensitive, yeah. So these are the requirements. Good death, touching the shadow. And what does he define good death as being? A good death? Well, later on... It's kind of like an oxymoron. It's like... You have to have wanted to kill someone for a reason and not kill them by accident, uh, right, but right. literally kill them for a reason that you have that's like revenge or like we're talking about a good death in the eyes of the Sith, I you know, know basically. Yeah. That's dark, man. Not the Sith, but you know what I mean. That's some, that's some dark. It is. <laughs> yeah. But... Just the fact that they're referring to it as the shadow, I just, yum, yum, yum. I you know what would be that. cool? If we got, like, a series. <laughs> like a live action so series cool. on the Ren. That'd be cool. That would be so cool. So, okay, so it jumps to, within the comic itself, present day, which is the Jedi Temple. The temple's destroyed. Um, oh, yeah, it's says, like, now. It says now. And he's looking at it. Jedi Temple, temple destroyed. It's cool. Um, we find out that Ben Solo has three classmates. What would you call them? Classmates? Uh, Temple mates? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but their friends, names... Friends, I guess? <laughs> well, I feel like only one of them is really oh, his friend. Honestly, yeah, 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 true. But classmates, I guess. Um, one is named Vo, mm. and she is a very stylish-looking lady. Yeah, she's cool-looking. With kind of whitish-grayish hair and braids and i i dug her look a lot mm -hmm. not so much her personality also very howl's moving castle because she looks like old really? but young i gotta watch that dude I, oh you do i you have really no do. cred i haven't seen any of that man's movies i'm a terrible terrible nerd it's fascinating i know i'm gonna fascinating watch it. i'm gonna watch it you know your you know your the vibe that you feel when you talk about um le petit prince yeah it's just like it's, Is like, it so vibe? fantastic. It's, Ooh. like, wow. Like, I can't even think. I've just been blown away by something so simple. Maybe I'll watch it tonight while I stay up till 5 a.m. It's pretty long. Those are my new hours. Yeah, it's pretty long and slow to start. Okay. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, okay. Cool. So, anyway, it has three friends. Vo, mm -hmm. Henix. Oh. Darn it. I'm never going to um, remember what kind of alien that is. Is Henix the... And Henix is the one that's not human. Right. Okay, cool. Ugh. What are they called? Dang it, why don't I write these things down? I actually forget what he looks like. He's an alien. I can't... Uh, it's never going to come to me. Which, Google it right now. What does phone. he look like? I can't even imagine his face. Um, well, Henix... Uh, I turned it off. I'll turn it back on. I need to know what he is. Okay. <laughs> um, and then the third friend's name is a guy named Ty. Right. That's. And we like Ty. Because Ty seems to be Ben Solo's only true friend. Real homie. So anyway, he's standing there. The temple is destroyed. Vo completely doubts Ben was even strong enough to beat Luke Skywalker. She's got an attitude. And um, oh, is that my phone? they're arguing, basically. <laughs> um, they're in shock that this has happened. And mm -hmm. they're confronting Ben about it. And, you know, Vo's like, you couldn't have done this. You, there's no way you beat Master Skywalker. And, you know, Ben, oh, <laughs> ben is like, when it mattered... I was stronger than Luke Skywalker. None of you are Jedi. You're all afraid, especially you, Vo. Dang. 
And um, she attacks him. And Ben just, like, holds her up in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Throws her across the field or whatever. Her and Hennix. Um, Ty is the only one that really wants to talk to him and understand what happened. But Ben is just like, I need to leave. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave and you're going to let me leave. Yep. Um, And he gives the three of them the chance to just let him leave, but they post up. Like, they're they're yep. just like, no, Fools. we need to stop you. Um, And, you know, he's he's given them the warning. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave. He does every time in these comics. And he ends up having to throw them all again, and Hennix gets really hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so he runs to a ship. And, oh, my God, that ship was cool. AF. Oh, yeah, you want to talk about that? It was like the circular mm-hmm. one. Oh, yeah. thing was cool. Called the Grimtosh, which Ooh. I'm sure has some sort of meaning. Grimtosh. I'm sure I looked it up, but now I don't remember what it is. Well, that's definitely something. <laughs> totally. We interrupt this episode of Unknown Region Podcast to hang our heads in shame. Um, I apparently completely forgot when I looked it up the first time a few months ago that the Grimtosh is one of the holographic game pieces in the Dejaric set. And so this time when I looked it up again, after I read that and was like, oh doy, I looked that up before and forgot, um, I also saw that on, according to Wikipedia, the Grimtosh is a figure from Alderanian myth, and according to legend, protected the royal family of Alderaan from traitors by blinding them in frightening flashes of light. So there you go, Grimtosh. Now back to your regularly scheduled episode of Unknown Regions Podcast. <laughs> and he's got a little droid friend. Um, oh yeah, I like that one. Called Gigi. Yeah, that's cool. But they just won't let him alone. So annoying. Bo and Hennix and Ty follow I was him. Genuinely annoyed. I was genuinely I was like, annoyed too. Dude, you didn't even see him do it. <laughs> just leave him alone, you bullies. I know they kind of were bullies. Um, and their ship is called the Verity, which is Quarren. Quarren. Hennix is a Quarren. Thank <laughs> you very on. much. Yeah. Phew, that was gonna bother me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the ship that Vo and Hennix and Ty go. And get on to follow him is called the Verity, mm-hmm. which means truth. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> um, and they're talking, and um, you know, Ty is still advocating for Ben to the other two, and then he realizes Ben realizes that there three of them are chasing him in you know in their ship, and he shoots at the Verity in the exact precise spot. That he knows will just take out their their um, hyperdrive, I think, but not <laughs> blow up the ship. Basically. What a savage! I'm sorry. Um, but this was kind of an interesting quote. Ty says, "Ben wouldn't hurt us. He's not a murderer. Maybe we can track him through the force. He casts a long shadow." Hmm. I forgot about that one. That's cool. So Ben and Ty. I don't know. Oh. I don't know what's going on there. Oh, no. Are you saying something? I'm definitely saying something. <laughs> because as the story progresses, it really seems like they... And I think Ty even says, we have a connection. Mm-hmm. So something might be mm. going on there. Mm-hmm. But this was kind of heartbreaking, too. Gigi asks Ben, 
um, if they're going to Hosnian Prime, which he calls home. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we've been home or something like that. That's cool. And oh, um, yeah. he's like, no, we're going somewhere else. And then he hears the voice in his head asking, it happened, did it not? We both thought it might. So... Oh, you skipped right over the part, though, when the droid asks if you want to go home. There's, like, images of Leia and Chewbacca, and, like, they're in the, they're on the page. Oh, it, Beautiful. Yes. Very heartbreaking. So good. <laughs> he says we haven't been home in a while and been, like, envisioning yeah, come on, that's his important. family. Yeah. And he's like, no, we're going to go somewhere else. And then he hears Snoke in his head. Or Palps. Probably... At this point, Snoke, I would say. They, okay. It, it seem. I mean, but they're the same thing, so who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Whatever, whoever is in his head, there's someone in his head saying, it happened, did it not? Like, they've had conversations mm-hmm. about your friends are going to turn on you, your master's going to turn on you, your family's going to turn on you. Like, he was primed and ready. Hosnian primed? He was Hosnian Prime <laughs> and ready to wake up one night and see someone standing over him with a little lightsaber. And yeah. that's why he reacted the way that he did. He's just like, whoa. <laughs> it's like not even shocked. Just like. Exactly. Fight or flight. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we, we really need a camcorder or something so that. They could see my faces. Because I feel like I make a lot of faces that would really, you know, holster this podcast. You make a lot of faces? Yeah. Like, sometimes <laughs> I don't... Sometimes I, I, I can't portray when I'm thinking with a sound or with my voice. Like, sometimes I just need someone to see my face. Well, I can't even see your face right now because you're wearing sunglasses. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Colin gets migraines. The lighting down here apparently is offensive. It's and- toxic so bad but anyway here's here was the page where i wanted to throw my comic book across the room i did not because i didn't want to hurt my comic book but i wanted to (laughs) i don't know which one it flashes back to even like the actual betrayal like between him and luke but ben is screaming why 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 did you do it after Ben, after Luke has attacked him or almost attacked him and after he's like crushed the hut and he's standing there screaming in turmoil and then he it the quote is what with a question mark and the panel shows the temple exploding he didn't do that either <laughs> I don't know man Ben did not destroy the dang temple mm-hmm it even, the next, like, picture even says, I never, I didn't want this. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it. My boy got, my boy got jibbed. My boy got jibbed. I wanted to throw my comic across. That's sad. <laughs> that part's sad. That's sad. That is sad. So, not only does Luke not know that, Leia doesn't know that. No one knows that he didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And then, just to, like, make it even sadder... Ty says to Hennix and Bo, should we call his mother? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, what are we going to tell her? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Hen- that was funny how Hen- Hennix delivered the next line. Hennix is fun. funny. Yeah, he's funny, dog. He's very funny. <laughs> but also, like... Tell him that he just killed a bunch of children and, his, and her brother and, like, whoa. But, yeah. So, once again, the lack of communication between these people makes me crazy. It's rough, man. 
Um, so then he, okay, yeah, so at the very up. end, he ends up on this planet, question mark? <laughs> Is it a planet? If a planet could be a cyborg. Because someone suggested to me last night that it was like a ship. No. That, no. I I don't know. I think it's like, oh, have you, you know Halo, right? Yeah. There are, it actually reminds me of a, of like the designs like the art of Halo. So basically the premise of Halo, I'm not going to try to explain it because I'm not a true Halo fan and I don't want people to kill me because I know someone out there is. Halo's, the the name Halo literally refers to like a halo that surrounds, it's a ring, robotic mechanical ring that surrounds planets that are taken oh, over. I so believe. this kind of was like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Literally the design looks exactly the same except I think there's three, but like the one in the middle, it's like very similar to that. Um, but I, think it's a, no, I just think it's a planet, and there's devices around it, you know? Uh, yeah, I, it's the weirdest-looking thing ever, really but cool. I loved it. It was like, this is this weird is Star Wars. I like it. Mm -hmm. um, hexagonal net around this planet, <laughs> <Yeah>. by the way. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Didn't need to do but that. But it looks like kind of like a greenhouse planet or something, and then it's got this hexagonal force field netty thing around it, and then there's mechanical... A mechanical thing like snaking around it also mm -hmm. or on the very outside it's very weird but mm -hmm. cool it'd be cool if we get that in like a movie or show or something i would love to know more about what the heck is going on there. yeah same um but anyway that's where snoke is hanging out <laughs> in his oh yes newsy hat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> snoke in this is hilarious he's always posing like very theatrically yeah. it's kind of funny i mean that's how he is man L last jedi K kidding me yeah i know but his demeanor in this is completely different because mm -hmm. he's seducing and he's grooming he's trying so, to look good so he's like oh my poor boy like ugh, bleh, so gross. me boy it's yucky yeah so they they begin to talk and um he shows up there and i think he even hugs them oh yeah that was weird Ooh, icky and um oh it is said in this issue also that ben thinks luke is the one that disfigured snoke in some way somehow that is snoke must have told him that it was luke skywalker is that in the comic to him it is in the comic yeah what yeah i so don't remember that but okay he's just a lying liar who lies i mean we knew that okay um but anyway the, the issue ends with snoke asking ben what will you do now that you're free oh yeah and ben says i've been thinking about the knights of ren so. That was cool <laughs> to read. One month later, oh. issue number two, oh, geez, we start on this on Snoke's planet again, and he does say the people who built this planet, the people who built it, were trying to hold back the dark. That was the entire point to create an oasis of light here in the great shadow, the unknown regions. You see how well that worked, and it looks as though the like these plants or animals or whatever are very like tentacly and they've like wound themselves around animal skulls and, and skeletons so and cool it's very very meta it is metaphorical so like metaphorical. it's very cool um that's dope i really i know i say this a lot i want to see that in something else that planet i want to see it it's too good it's too good and new it is to cool. Just drop it. <sighs> Maybe I'll tweet 
one of those guys and be like, hey, <laughs> what can you tell me about that crazy, crazy yeah, planet where Snowflake? It's just it's so cool, man. I don't know. Um, so anyway, we also find out that Ben highly resents his name. Yeah, that was cool. He hates his name, his first name, because of the legacy of Obi-Wan Kenobi, who says, I never even knew him, and I'm expected to be him. Honestly, that's facts. It's facts. Honestly, that's so these facts. Are, by the way, these are all things that specifically um, Raylos have been saying for years. For mm-hmm. years. Mm. Interesting. Literally the same things. The poor guy, he's got the first name of this legend to live up to, and this last name of another legend to live up to. But he also Ben also comments Solo is a lie. That's not he knows that's not his dad's actual last name. It's just a made up name. So he's very very pissed off about his name. Yeah. Um, and again, Snoke is just so creepy and touching his face and touching mm-hmm. his hair. Doesn't isn't there a shot similar to the shot of when he holds the back of Ray's head? He's got it like, yeah, he's got his like hand in his hair and he's just like holding him and it is <laughs> the No No Chief. It, ugh. Can't it's get a no chief. Absolutely not chief. <laughs> okay. Because again, a lot of people I know a lot of people that identify with Ben Solo as abuse survivors. And um... that is what this is. It is grooming. Yeah. Ugh, it's so gross. It is gross. So again, like, Ben Solo did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. He was completely used and abused. Um, okay. So he wants to find and join the Knights of Ren. Um, and we get a flashback of Ben as, like, I would call him a teenager in that flashback. What do you think? How old do you think he was? When he's with... He's definitely, like, 14. When he's with Lor Santeca and... He's, um, like, 15. 14 or really? 15. Really? I thought yeah. he was a little younger He looks so young, dude. Well, I'm saying, but I he must be younger good, than that. He must be good enough to be, like, going on these I adventures. guess that's true. He you does. think Leia would let her, him go when he's, like, 10? No, he's older than 10. I would call it 12. 13, Okay, maybe. well... Whatever. But anyway, it's... That was a, cool, though. I liked that part. Same. With Lor Santeca being there. Yep. Rest in peace. Um... But I love that we get the, this flashback of ben, of a younger Ben, Luke and Lor Santeca, going to a planet named Elfrona. Yeah, it's cool. Should have looked that up, too, to see what the heck um, that refers to. I'm sure it means something, because everything means something, name-wise, in Star Wars. But they're going to the Outer Realm, which is all, almost, I guess, very close to the Unknown Regions. But So it's out there. And Laura Santeca is saying that this is this was a Jedi outpost in probably the High Republic era, which that was a name drop a couple of months before they announced yeah. the High Republic era was coming. So that was cute. Um, but, you know, they're like, what are we going to find there? And Laura Santeca is like, I don't know. Who knows? But kyber, maybe kyber crystals. And um, mm. I like the statement. He says, Kyber crystals have powered many tools over the generations, not just sabers. Yes. Well, I'm wondering if that's a little Easter egg for things. Well, no. Isn't it Darth the Death Star? 
Well, the Death Star, yes. <laughs> like, but that's already happened. So I'm yeah. wondering, like, hmm, I wonder if we're going to get, like... I'm just dying for old weaponry, like the Darksaber, that aren't necessarily lightsabers, but... What if someone put a kyber crystal, like, in their body? <laughs> like, you know how, like, Thanos with the, with the glove? Uh-huh. What if someone did that and became, like... A god, like literally a god, just infusing themselves. Just go write that story as soon as we're done, dude. Go write it. I know the Marvel. I know the Marvel Masters coming. If they want to do it, that is the best way to do just it. Just go write a fanfic about that. I'm sure there is already. I really want to read that. I'm sure there is one already. Um. Okay. So they get to this Jedi outpost, and it is been. The, it looks actually. It looks like the Library of Alexandria. It looks like that. Histor that plate that actual existing place. I know what you're talking about. And Indiana Jones. Yep. And the Last Such Crusade. A nerd. You don't like know what that it's called. Ex- <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I don't know either. But but that's what it looks like. Um, I believe it's in Tunisia. I just saw a Facebook post about that place. So did I. I. I don't remember what it's called. It's it's it's. But that's what it looks like. The sunken so, city or something like that. Luke makes a statement that these statements jump out at me. Yeah. Like a lot, yeah. Because Charles Sewell is such a good writer. True, dude. Honestly, dog. Luke says, "Just because it's sealed up doesn't mean there's nothing dangerous inside." Mm. Poetry club. <laughs> kind of. I love it. Yeah, it's cool. Um, more metaphor. Yep. Anyway, um, they get in there, and the Knights of Ren are in there, <laughs> looting basically. <laughs> bad timing they're looting i know i'm like what the heck they yeah. just were there well maybe they were following him they were waiting for him because he knew he was going to be there maybe using the shadow maybe yeah i don't know um but the this made me made oh. me smile big. oh yeah when ren first the master <laughs> of ren comes in hello there yeah i was like <laughs> dog could you please? No, I love it. <laughs> um, and little Ben starts like talking trash. That was hilarious because the guy is like Luke Skywalker, blah blah blah, and, and Ben's like, he's a legend. Like he starts getting real offended on yeah. Luke's behalf. Yeah. And protects Lor Santeca, which kind of broke my heart. Like what? Like when when Luke starts fighting them the the knights of ren and master mm-hmm. guy uh he said he tells ben like you go over there and protect <gasps> oh, no! i know and he does and of course he's like of course yay i will dang yeah oh that i should watch i didn't even see so you get i'm missing things they warrant a couple of read-throughs to be honest okay yeah. um because there are things like that where you're just like oh man dang um Oh, so let's talk about Ren's mask. Oh, okay. It's super cool. It is like cool. His, that, it has like a design of like cracks in red and it looks really chaotic. Yeah. But also trying to look like a pattern almost. I don't know. I just found that design really, really cool. Like a, <laughs> well, the helmet I think is interesting. We haven't seen a helmet like that before. Well, we have uh, Temple Guards. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Oh, it how is it's just similar. Like a, yeah, like how a dome, they, and it like, looks like the Daft Punk helmet. And like how you seeing out of that? I think the whole yeah. thing is. I think you can see through the whole thing. It reminded me of the of if anyone who plays Destiny, the game out there. There's a helmet you can choose that looks exactly like that helmet. 
but the but the swirly thing kind of reminds me like i i brought up the word black hole i, I it looks like a vortex like hmm. a whirlpool something that like is funnel like swirling you know you said chaotic yeah it looks very chaotic it's very cool to personify that in a way um but also i think they purposely were linking that to kylo's helmet in rise of skywalker and the cracks and the red but Oh, they weren't really. It's not the same. It's not the same though, because this is an actual purposeful design, whereas yeah. Kylo's was broken and had to be fixed. You know what I mean? I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Anyway, yeah. um, Ren senses the shadow in Ben right away, even as a young kid, mm-hmm. and offers him and tells him, like, you know, this isn't the only path, right? Mm-hmm. The one you're like this Jedi path. There are other ways. That's cool. And um. I liked that. Tells him, like, if you want to ever learn about the shadow, you know, come look us up. And uh, because they know that they're, they fight Luke Skywalker and they realize, yeah, not gonna, <laughs> not gonna beat him today. True legend. You so, know, like, that scene I thought was weird. That is the one part of the comics I was like, I don't know about this. Because, like, Ben and him have, like, a conversation mm-hmm. just in the middle of the fight. Luke does nothing. He just kind of what is he just idle? He's just like standing there listening to well, they've this already dude persuade fought. him to the dark side. Like, doesn't seem right to me. Well, no, they've already fought. The fight's over. They've Luke's not going to kill them. I know, but he's just he's still there when he says that when he puts the helmet down. I mean, what what's he going to do? He's just saying words. I don't know. I'd expect like don't listen to him, Ben. Like something to the degree of like he's insane or like he's been. <laughs> I don't know. He's, like, being tortured by the dark side right now. Like, oh, I don't know. know. I just didn't get that vibe. It was uncomfortable. I was like, where the heck's Luke? Do something. But it, I guess he didn't. never really cared. So. <gasps> How do you? I mean, he's a fake fan. He's a fake Ben fan. <laughs> I just took it as they'd already said they were leaving, and it was just a little more trash talk. Just trying to get under Luke's skin, I guess. I guess. I didn't really like that the <clears> first <throat> time. Excuse but, me. And then the edit. I actually, I took like a triple take when it showed his helmet, him, the helmet on the floor. And then the next slide, it showed the helmet again, but it looked a little different. And I was like, wait, what is this? And then the next slide, it showed Kylo, like Ben, holding yeah, it, up ben. who came back. And I was like, oh, that was like cinematic, yo. Actually, <laughs> it took me, I remember doubling back a couple of times. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Dude. I'm like, wait a minute. He leaves his mask at the outpost? Yeah. On purpose, like to know, just as a calling card, just for like, hey Ben, come find this if you want to actually learn what the shadow's all about. I mean, does he put it on? Does he put it on? I don't remember if he puts it on. But anyway, yeah, we get a time jump back to the quote unquote present, and he goes back to Elfrona and he finds the mask. Oh, he does. I have. He puts it on. (sighs) Cool. And Ren speaks to Ben through the mask. Oh, yeah, that's right. Also, like, a callback to the Soul Vader comic, because that's kind of the first place we learned that that happens, apparently. Yep. Um, And he says, come to this planet, Van Rack. And just as he's about to leave, his three... punks. The three punks show up. (laughs) Vo and Hennix and Boys. Okay, so issue three. Oh, yeah, isn't that how it ends? That's how it ends. His friends show up because they followed him. Um, anyway, comics (laughs) issue three, Ben finds Ren and the Knights on Varnak, tells them about being followed to Ofrona by Tyvo and Hennix. 
And so then we flash back to that confrontation. Um, oh, no. We flash back to being at the temple as kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's telling them about his three friends as, you know, growing up at the temple. Wait, wait, wait. Who is he telling? Ben is telling Ren. Oh, you just, like, skipped that, I think. No, I didn't. They went to Var. He goes to Varnak. The, the comic starts having skipped over the battle with his friends. <gasps> oh, that's right. And okay, then okay. he's like... I'm stupid. My bad, my bad. Go on, go on. You're good. Yeah, so he's like, tell me about your friends. So he's like, well, Vo has always been jealous of me. Like, always. <laughs> yeah. And that made me laugh. Like, she just always oh, wanted oh to my. be me and hates me. I can't do that voice, but... <laughs> Whatever. Say so just really is jealous of me. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my God, this is the quote of all quotes Whoa. of these four issues. Oh, okay. This is the most, to me, the most important quote of the entire thing. Okay. So it shows Vo as a kid getting worked up because she's like, why is Ben so powerful? Why am I not as powerful as Ben? This is so irritating. And Luke says. Oh, yeah. Ben isn't stronger, Bo. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. The force can be a trickle, a stream, a river, a flood. For anyone, in all caps, anyone who can sense it. Think of yourself as a door. The wider you open, the more easily the force flows through you. Some people just start out with their door a bit more open, but any door can open wide. Okay, first things first. Snaps. <laughs> it's a cool, cool. How power. is it? Oh, jeez. That this comic is saying this. Oh no. At the same time. Here we go. <laughs> that we're being told. Oh. By other people making other content at the same time that some people can't be powerful unless they have a powerful grandfather. We need an explanation for that power. Yeah. And at that also the same time, they're telling us that the super powerful, clearly Ben Solo, who is one in the force with Ray. And Ray needs an explanation for her power. What yeah. I I and I I tweeted about it the other day. Do you know what a Jack and Jill bathroom is? No. It's like when you have one bathroom, but two bedrooms connect to it. So when you have kids, sometimes you'll have a Jack and Jill bathroom with siblings that share right. the bathroom. Yeah. So I'm picturing Ben and Ray <laughs> share a force jack and jill bathroom (laughs) okay and their doors are wide open Mm -hmm. so there ain't no need for us to be told by certain writers and directors of certain saga films (laughs) that that you need to have an explanation a familial grandfather explanation as to why she's so powerful i got you've got the answer you wrote the answer it's the dyad Mm mm-hmm Rip. You dope. Buffoon. <laughs> you buffoon. So anyway, I would like this Luke Skywalker quote to be plastered <laughs> all over the nation. That's like... It's right here. 
It's right here. You know what's kind of cool about that? Also, I'm going to spin a different look at that. I don't know if you look at it from this lens at all, but there's some big undertones with, like, this sequel trilogy on, like, the topic of sexuality. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> it's called The Last Jedi. <laughs> all right. But. Which, by the way, I watched twice yesterday. Well, okay, don't get me wrong. I don't mean, like, coming to, like, coming to Kumbaya with your emotions and your romantic side and love. Like, okay, fine. I'm talking about, like, realizing your sexuality. Gender, yes, that gender is two. what The Last Jedi is about. Okay, well, I guess I thought you were talking about that. But okay, that quote, you can also look at it from metaphorical, forcically? Or just metaphorically? Not really forcically. <laughs> no, 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 no. I actually thought it was metaphorical. Alright, my bad. <laughs> metaphorically, you can look at that and you could be like, huh? You know, from that lens? Do you, do you feel, do you feel yes. it? Yes. That's interesting. Yeah, because sure. Absolutely. He talks about, like, the different, like, I like the trickle, the stream, the river, the flood. Yeah. And how, like, people sometimes spend their whole lives trying to find it, you know? Or they just know. It's interesting. Yeah, that is very interesting, actually. Boom. And as I'm gonna, like, get to later, I do think it is saying something about the the Ty Ben thing is saying something okay, about yeah. fluid sexuality. That's cool. Honestly. It's interesting. You didn't pick that up when you were reading it? I did. There's I did. sexual tension there. I'm sorry. I did, but it's just like sometimes I'm I'm just not used to thinking it as being metaphorical. Thinking th- thinking things that way metaphorically. You know what I mean? Like thinking about sexuality. That's something I don't think about too much when I analyze. Well, I'm something. not even saying. Well, what you're this Luke quote? Yeah, that just that stuck could, out to me just now. That it's, could be metaphorically about sexuality as well, but I don't even think. I don't even think it was that subtle. Ah, okay. Between the ah. two characters, like they clearly—I mean, yeah—they're when they're fighting. Yeah. No, that's a spoiler. Sorry, but when they <laughs> <laughs> when they fight, uh-huh. it's uh, it's definitely like they're like Ty has things to say. Yes, he does during that fight. He does. And Ben is just shoving it off because he's like, "No, I'm powerful. I don't have room for that." You know what I mean? We'll get it's to very it. fascinating. We'll I get to psychologically it. speaking. Anyway, sorry. Psychos, psychosexually speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. Mm-hmm. Biopsychosocially, sexually speaking. <laughs> Biopsychosocially. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, that quote from Luke Skywalker, yeah. anytime Bars. anybody ever says one word to me, ever. Luke said again, it. Again. Luke said it. Luke Skywalker disagrees with you, bro. <laughs> or sis. <laughs> sis. Yeah. Okay, so... He basically frames Bo as saying she sees the Force as a contest that she couldn't win. Mm. And then he moves on to describing Hennix. Funny and smart, and to him, the Force was a puzzle. That's cool. And also, very cool, um, they show Hennix... Yeah, it's cool. ...trying to work a holocron open. And when he finally gets it open, a little lady jedi pops out and says hello searcher and i don't remember her name and i forgot to look it up but it is the lady from the high republic poster oh <gasps> they confirmed it what yeah it is oh. so we got tie-ins left and right to the high republic. that was cool That's, um, dang dude okay cool. so 
We like Hennix, I think. Yeah, I like Honey. I like Hennix. He's clearly torn about whether he should side with Bo or Ty mm-hmm. regarding Ben. And then he starts talking about um, Ty. And it's a flashback to when Ben and Ty are just hanging out at the temple and he asks Ben why he hides things away locked up so tight like he's clearly trying to get him to talk to him about important things Mm -hmm. and he says I know you Ben Solo you're not as bad as you think I love him (laughs) I love him are you gonna cry jeez relax I'm not gonna cry I just (laughs) I'm just like he literally had one friend Mm. and it was a really good friend true and then um so then it goes then it flashes to the four of them fighting on Elfrona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And Ty is dude's like editing chops are nuts. But What's that? This dude's editing chops are nuts. Yeah. Man, I really comments. liked I liked all that stuff. Very new. Flashing back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um and Ty is like trying to talk to him I guess in his head and he's like get out of my <gasps> oh. head Ty. Yeah, that was crazy, dude. I was like this is the first time I've ever seen someone try to speak to him through his, like, brain force energy. You so, know what I mean? they have a connection. Yeah. Which a lot of people are like, it's very similar to Ray and Ben and Ray. Yeah, it, it's the Ish. same. <laughs> I wouldn't call it the same, because we're not calling them a dyad. Okay, but... well, everything that we saw in the movie, okay, has been happening in that. It's it's Except, like, the talking to each other from across the universe type of thing. But he even said we can track his shadow. So there's kind of something there. There's something I'm just there. saying. There's I'll something there, back for sure. And again, Ben is like, I want to leave. Whoa. Just leave me alone. Don't clip. <laughs> Stop following me. He just wants to leave. Mm-hmm. And Vo cannot help herself. And she chases him. This. And um, Hennix is even like, everybody just stop. This is craziness. We just need to talk this out. But Vo is not having it. Um, she's screaming at him, you're a murderer and you have to face justice. And Ben says, is that what you want me to be? Fine. Ooh. And he force pushes her off a freaking cliff. <laughs> which honestly, I was like, yes. good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I didn't want him to kill anyone. This These thugs, story. bro. Yeah, I didn't, want, I didn't want him to kill anyone. Yeah, I was I like, no, either. don't do it. I knew it was going to happen eventually, but I just was like, just, okay, she is annoying. Um, so he pushes her off the cliff, um, and then stops her from falling and hitting the ground. Cause oh, does he stop her? Yes, he stops her. I thought her. Ty stopped her. No, he stops her, but Hennix is in a position, physical, like geographically, where he only sees Ben push her off the cliff. I, I remember that. And he doesn't realize that he's stopped her from hitting the ground. He thinks he just saw Ben Solo kill Which is, like, very interestingly paralleling and also metaphorically serving what happens with the temple and him, his involvement with it. Yes. Misunderstandings. So many. So So Hennix thinks he's killed her and throws his saber in a helicopter... Does he do the saber throw? That's what I thought. It's cool. ...throw so that now Ben can either save himself from the... flinging lightsaber that's about to kill him or save Vo from falling into her death and he's like I think he 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 stops the saber so Vo starts falling again and Ty like breaks her fall as best he can Mm -hmm. but he even says like I'm not you know 
I did my best. I can't. I, I'm not Ben Solo. I can't just like stop you in midair. Yeah. Um, but she's not dead. She's fine. Um, but so he stops Hennix's Hennix's saber mm-hmm. and throws it back at him. Unfortunately, killing him. Hennix. Rip. So, at this point, Ben Solo has had it with these three, and he traps the three of them. Uh, inside the outpost and collapses the entrance and um so then we flash back to ben talking to ren and saying that's my good death Mm -hmm. i killed my friend Mm -hmm. what else do you want from me he's like i got this and then he's like no and ren's like (laughs) no come on that was an accident at best you know that was not a good death and then the funniest thing of the whole issue you need some new clothes, man. We cannot be seen with you. <laughs> yeah. Wearing these Jedi scrap robes that you have on. That's true. So he's like, get this boy some some bad guy wear. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying that black ensemble that he struts out That's in. cool. Kick ass. That's cool. It reminded me a lot of uh, Iden Versio. Mm. Like, for some reason, I got big vibes. From that. I got it's a little Han Solo it's a little not but it's very like militia looking it's just it's just cool it's cool yeah it looks like a spy type of thing and I love that they put his saber holster over his shoulder it's like oh, yeah. right yeah, here yeah. so it's kind of foreshadowing the saber coming oh, out oh I did not him. even think of that jeez man yeah. yeah. You're really analyzing this. <laughs> well, I poured Deep. over these when I first got them. Yeah, we better keep going because... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you lied to me. Brandon again. said he waits for every episode that we do oh, for you to it. tell me, we're going long, shut up. I'm going to... I got to stop. Okay. <laughs> and for it. me to just keep talking and right, ignore right. you entirely. <laughs> um, okay, so Ty and Vo... Uh, are trapped in the in the outpost, the Jedi outpost on Elfrona, but they're discussing. Um, Ty saw where Ben was going when he looked in his mind. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah so right. he knows where he's going, and he's afraid that he is lost mm. for good. So, issue number four, the finale. Cool. We start off on Mimban, which was a planet in Solo. Remember Mimban? That's where they're... Where they're fighting the war. Like, <gasps> you'll be in the air in a couple oh, of weeks. Oh, dude, I love that. Yeah. I love that scene, it's man. Oh my gosh. Wait, when do they ever say the planet's name? No. Yeah. In the movie. Oh, in Solo? Yeah. I think so. Am I wrong? Is it? No, it's that planet. Are it's you all muddy. sure? Yeah, it's, all, it's the muddy, muddy, icky planet. Yeah. Dude, I love that sequence. Oh, oh it's so good. <laughs> We haven't okay. watched Solo in a really long time. Dude, that is, like, the one war sequence in Star Wars where I was actually, like, dude, this is, like, this is actually kind of scary. A cool, that was a cool, <laughs> it actually was real down on the ground. Grunt work, baby. Grunt, grunt fighting. So good. So good. Okay, anyway, sorry. And also the whole, like, trenches, all the trenches in the World mm-hmm. War One vibes. I'm very interested yeah, in that, that cool. design. Super cool. Stormtroopers had, like, the shoulder cape, like the Italians. World War One. Oh, I think they. I think they were Italians, who had that. I think so. 
capes really so like so i don't they're not capes they're, they're like shoulder they had like th- this n- noticeable design to their uniform where it was like a semi-cape that was draped on their side oh um, really yeah How the militia did ground men quite um dramatic i don't know whether looking probably I don't know why it's just all right anyway so they're on minban i hope someone doesn't butcher me historically for that um <laughs> please and they are attacking a bunch of miners because they're looking for um, an artifact called the Mind Splitter. Oh, yeah. Or, mind, sorry, Mind Splinter. Yeah, Mind Splinter. It's cool. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a Easter egg. Probably is. It's... I don't know if we're going to find out more about it later. I don't know. But I wrote it down because I'm like, okay, we're actually naming it. That must mean something. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Ren is about to kill a miner. And Ben stops him and looks through the miner's mind to find out where this artifact is. And he says, it's a variation on the Jedi mind trick that Snoke told me about. So all this sifting through people's Mm -hmm. memories and stuff. Snoke. Snoke slash Palps taught him how to do that. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Um, So he finds out, you know, he's like, we don't need to kill anybody. I just, I know where it is. Mm Mm-hmm. And they They're just like, slaughter oh, no. them all anyway. <laughs> and Nazi. Ben's like in shock. And um, so they go to find where this artifact is. And there's some more miners there protecting it. And Ren wants Ben to help kill the rest of the miners. And he's just resisting. And he's like, eh, uh. And they're like, well, Snoke told us that you were cool. Yeah, Snoke's <laughs> like, Snoke's big time oversold you. Like, you mm-hmm. are a wuss. This, you're not even... <laughs> Give me a break. This is sad. Mm-hmm. And of course, Bo and Ty show up at yep. this moment. And does Ren... it really happen that early in the comic? They um, yeah, it's pretty. Oh dang! It's pretty. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, and Ren's like, "Who dat?" <laughs> and he Who says, "The past." Oh, bars. kill your past. Kill yeah. your past. We don't need the past. Um, I like okay. the past. So. <laughs> They're trying, Ty and Bo are trying to decide, okay, how are we going to divide and conquer this mess? And Ty says, well, you know, Ben and I have always had a special bond. Mm-hmm. So he goes to fight Ben. Bo goes to fight Ren and the knights and the knights. So the Ty versus Ben lightsaber battle. It's cool. Cool scenery in the background. And- so cool. He's just basically saying all the stuff. Ray says, you know we're connected, Ben. You don't have to do this. You don't have to turn your back on the light. Every path goes two directions. Like, everything is like, please. Big Langston Hughes quote. What? Really? Every path, every, was it every four, every thing has two directions? What? You just said it. You just said it. That's Langston Hughes? The, the, what the heck is that poem called? Oh, the path, the road less traveled? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? It's like the fork in the road and there's two paths. Robert Frost? Pretty sure it's Langston Hughes. Oh, I really don't Pretty know. sure. I don't know. But yes, it's basically like, you have a Wait, choice. it is. It is Robert, it's Robert Frost. Frost. Oh, no. I'm butchering. I'm butchering <laughs> this episode. <laughs> and I'm clipping. <laughs> okay. Every path goes in two directions. Every single step you take is your own choice. This is all stuff Ty is saying to Ben. Cool. Ben is triggered, basically. Statement. (laughs) Choice? I have no choice and never did. 
even my name isn't a choice, which I have to say, like, no one's is, but okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> True. But this was very, it, oh, it's like, I felt like I was stabbed. The dark and the light both claimed me for their own the moment I was born. Do you know how that feels? Whether it's Luke Skywalker or Snoke, neither one sees me as a person. I'm just a legacy, just a set of expectations. Yeah. You are, boy. <laughs> so upsetting. <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. So sad. Dude, I swear I've heard, like, emos say that before. <laughs> I mean, he's, it's kind of... He's just an emo. He, he's just an emo. It's like an elevated... He's, like, an, to an elevated degree, but yeah. Of course. So Ben and Ty continue to fight, and they back out into this extremely Mustafar. That's right, right? Okay, I was going to say that bridge yeah it's all red i don't know if it's yeah. lava or what but going on making it red but it's, it's supposed to resemble i'm sure it's clearly supposed to evoke mustafar and obi-wan and and um anakin fighting yeah so eventually ben knocks ty to his knees he beats him mm-hmm. and immediately turns off his lightsaber mm. and ty says be the man i know you are <sighs> and jerkwad nah, master of the knights of ren snaps ty's neck with the force oh it's him who does it yeah i thought it was snoke for some reason but okay no it's him yeah, that's rough man yeah <laughs> that is rough oh and this this is just like peak dialogue oh, ren yeah, yeah. says snoke was wrong about you you don't want to live in the shadow and oh, yeah. ben says oh, yeah. true and he summons Ty's lightsaber, crosses it with his own, in an a la Ray. Of course, of course, I am the Jedi. I, I am. am the Shadow. Bars. God, it's good. Bars. It's Dude. so good. Snaps and bars, all around. <sighs> it's really good. I I did actually now that you say it that it is. I can't believe I didn't notice. I did not notice upon reading it that it paralleled that sequence. It's so good. Dang. Cool. Charles Sewell. <laughs> that moment when Charles Sewell makes the Rise of Skywalker look better. Just by. <laughs> right? <laughs> when the parallel makes the original but look be better. <laughs> this makes more sense. It does. Because he's. He's gonna kill someone because mm-hmm. he's on the dark side now. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me started. I know, Please, dude. I know. Started. No tea. No tea needs to be okay. spilled. So Ren says to Ben, Luke did. He's like. Pfft. Luke didn't let you near a real fight. You were too precious, too special. And Ben, another like stab to my gut. Ben says, other people think I'm special. I don't. But that's good. It means I can do anything I want. And then he kills Ren. Bars. How does he, he, he stabs him, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Snoke feels it. Palps feels it. Oh, yeah. Leia feels it. Yeah. This is the pages. Ray feels it. Mm-hmm. That was all the hullabaloo that day. That oh, yeah. Ray felt Ben's fall to the dark side. It's cool. Super sad, <laughs> but also simultaneously super cool. Dope. It's <laughs> so dope. I didn't even think it was sad. I was just like, visually, and just, I was like, 
This is insane. Those two pages, just, yeah, like you were saying. So cool, man. Um, it was literally a work of art. I would beautiful. put that on my wall. Yeah. So cool. I would too, actually. It looks It looks so cool. It looks... This guy went all out. Uh, He's illustrator and writer. Mm -hmm. All around. So Ben kills Ren, takes his saber. Yeah, cool. Um, and... I honestly I had forgotten all about Bo reading because I was like <laughs> No oh, yeah. Ty, no what her? Totally forgot about Bo. Um she like pops up and says, You kill the knight you killed the knight's master, Ben and Ben is like, Of course I did. I'm a murderer, remember? And he kills Bo, like, for no good reason. Oh in cold blood. I don't remember that. Dang, that's cold. Okay. So, <laughs> both of those, I'm guessing, count as good deaths yeah. in the knight's eyes, and they all kneel and bow to him. He's the new master of the Knights of Ren. That's cool. The mine is destroyed. <laughs> they leave on the knight's ship, which I can't remember the name of that. The what is destroyed? Like the night buzzard or something like that. The what is the destroyed? The mine. Like oh, the mine. The mine. Where all oh. this taking place is, like, exploding, and they yeet on their bu night buzzard. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Is that what it's called? I don't think so. Shadow buzzard? No. I swear it's buzzard. Is it something buzzard? I think it is. I don't know. Hmm. I have the book upstairs. I could go look it up, but never mind. Okay. And then, like, the capper of all cappers. Oh, you had to do it to him. Had to he do it. You knew we were going to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see it. He um, takes his kyber crystal out of his lightsaber and bleeds it. And as he's bleeding it, it is releasing clearly a massive amount of energy red lightning mm -hmm. not your lame palps white or blue lightning yeah i need that red lightning <laughs> which basically envelops him the ship mm -hmm. the knights are like what the <laughs> <laughs> what is happening <laughs> um but he sees he has i assume image visions because there are images of luke han Leia, yeah, right, yeah. Ty, Chewie, and Lando. Mm -hmm. All while he's doing this. Yeah. I mean, I... I had <laughs> moments of almost physical pain reading this comic at that time. I was like, oh. And this was one of them. Yeah, it's rough, man. So when he's done, his hands are literally bleeding. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you noticed... But the red saber, he's standing there, he, you know, he's got his hands like this. Mm -hmm. His hands are dripping blood. Mm -hmm. The red saber is where? Right there. What do you mean? Right mean, in the center of his red palm. Red saber? Or, I'm sorry, the red crystal is has been bled, and his hands are dripping in blood, and this, the crystal is sitting right in the middle of his palm, like... Peme? Oh, like... Jesus. Like Jesus, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. What about... It's like, it's the stigmata where he has the wounds from the nails being driven into his hands when he's crucified. Um, okay, I'm gonna have to read that again because I did not notice that at all. Oh, it is absolutely... Okay. Yes, I thought you were referring to the, uh, the all-seeing... Oh, no. The thing. I'm talking about... The in the center, but... Ben Solo being that's a dope. Christ figure. Like a dark... He's a Christ figure. There's oh, yeah. Yeah. Clearly, no, he is. He rose. <laughs> he, well, actually, no. Ray rose. Sorry. In the Rise of the Jedi. But, but I'm just saying, character. Marie Claire Gould and I have been on the same page about him being a Christ figure for quite a long time. 
Yeah, that's cool. She was the one that came up with the idea that the blood crystal is the sacred heart. Yeah. Which gave me the idea for my tattoo, which apparently is now indefinitely put on hold because of a virus. <laughs> but it's going to happen at some point, and that's what my tattoo is kind of going to be like. Cool. It's going to be sacred heart imagery using a kyber crystal as the heart and mm-hmm. lightsabers piercing it instead of swords. <laughs> okay, mom. Well, oh, I can't wait. All right, wrap it up. But anyway. <laughs> Sorry. So Ben Solo, Christ figure, verified. Okay. Yeah. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not to mention his lightsaber is shaped like a cross. Like, okay. That's <laughs> true. Um, okay. So he puts the crack crystal back into the hilt, um, but the blade is like going nuts because it's unstable. And then the last page, someone, either Snoke or Palps or whoever, is asking him, what is your name? And he's standing there holding his new lightsaber. And that's the end. But where does Kylo come from? Oh, that's true. There is a there is a conversation that he has. I think it's with Snoke. Oh. Where he's, I think it's right after he's bitching about how much he hates his name. Mm. Oh. And Snoke is like, well, what name would you choose or something? And he's like, well, you know, he's kind of embarrassed. He's like, well, there was this name that I kind of always felt like was mine but i was just a kid it was just like something i thought about as a kid oh and he's like well as a kid you're thinking of the truth uh, right and he's like yeah well that children know the truth my boy snoke on that young so, young on that young and freud just like all the child psychology type of stuff all the psychoanalysis on this boy so he's it's been crazy. thinking of calling he's been thinking of his true name being kylo since he was a kid that's cool my true name Kylo Solo. I know you're wondering my my true name. What's your true name? It's uh, uh, PD. <laughs> That's what we call him, by the way, since he was tiny, tiny. <laughs> PD. I want that name. You want? You just want to change it? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> oh, please don't tell me we're doing that next page. Oh my god! Are Would you, you relax? That's the rollout notes. We've already okay. talked about all that. Oh my you know what? People are sheltering in place. What else, do, what else do they have to do other than listen to two hours of Baby Ben to Ren? They have nothing else to do. Okay, well, they can listen to you talk about Baby, Rent, Baby Ben to Ren. I have schoolwork. I know, I know. <laughs> All right, so that is The Rise of ne- the yeah, like Rise that. of Kylo Ren by Charles Sewell. Art by Will Slaney. Ooh! Absolutely fantastic. Thank you for your work. Uh, thank you. Yes, thank you for your work. It is all. It is beautiful, and it also makes me want to yeet off a bridge <laughs> for reasons I've already stated. But okay. that Don't has nothing. That. That's not your fault, guys. It's not your fault. I understand that you did the. You did amazing work. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about our social media stuff. If you want to contact us, we are on Twitter at unknown reach pod. My personal handle is at fray adjacent. We have an email, unknownregionspod at gmail.com. Colin is on Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. And we both have personal Facebook accounts. Anything to say in closing? My (laughs) co-host. By the way, he's wearing a Boba Fett t-shirt that says, he's no good to me dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am. Um, Last thing I have to say, I will say... Um, I'm looking for. I'm 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 looking very much forward to the next episode. 
with Delaney. Oh, that might not... Uh, it depends on how long this Ahsoka arc goes on. If it's three episodes, then that will be happening next week. Okay. If it's four episodes, there's going to be another episode in between, probably. Okay. I'm not sure, though. I'm not sure if it's three or four. Okay. I don't cool. think they've told well, us. Then... But that no. comes out Thursday at 3 a.m., and I will be watching it. So. Uh, I will, too, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally. Um, okay. I'm so good. I guess that wraps up episode 11. Hey, yeah. Colin. Hey, Mom. See you around, kid. See ya. Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions Podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regions Podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.